0: How's it going ladies and gentlemen? My name is Christian and welcome to today's episode of Liberty After Dark. We are talking about rights today and we are going to be going pretty in deep, honestly, uh, ethically, philosophically. Um, We're going to be talking about what rights are. I don't want to spoil too much, but where they come from, how they work, etc. So, uh, without further ado, since I've wasted enough of y'all's time today... We do have, sorry about that, we do have some news to go over before we go into any of the other stuff. And uh, the biggest thing is, first off, we had the New Hampshire primary, which was fun. I mean, I I enjoyed watching it. Uh, Bernie Sanders won that pretty, pretty firmly, honestly. Uh, Steve, or Pete Buttigieg was right behind him by a few percentages. But I think everybody is really... um, Really paying attention to how poorly Warren and Biden are doing, especially since uh, New Hampshire borders right up against Warren's home state. That was supposed to be an area that, while she may not have crushed, she was supposed to do pretty well in. She did very poorly. Uh, the, the the worst, besides Bernie, obviously, of the f- quote-unquote frontrunners, so... You know we'll have to keep watching that in the future. We have another primary this week, the next week, and then we have Super Tuesday, the first week of March. Uh, what day is that? It's the third. March third is Super Tuesday, and pretty much Super Tuesday is gonna is gonna be the majority of our time watching these. Um, I, I. I'm debating on whether or not we will do something for Super Tuesday. Maybe we will do like a, maybe I'll do like a video or something. But, you know, if you are at all interested in politics, you'll want to keep an eye on Super Tuesday. Uh, All this other stuff is cool, too, if you enjoy the act of viewing politics. But definitely keep an eye out for Super Tuesday. That's where the real fun is. Uh, Yeah, so um, pressing forward a little bit most of the other news that hasn't been about the primaries or you know Trump doing something else that everybody hates which is completely you know the norm as of 2020 uh, not to say that he doesn't deserve criticism just that it's it's like I said it's the norm in 2020 uh, is Bloomberg Michael Bloomberg this man I remember when he when he first started running he Initially was going to run as an independent because they. I, th- I think he's technically he's a Democratic candidate. I think they they have allowed him to be a Democratic candidate. But initially, he was uh, going to be running as an independent candidate, and this was got nine, ten months ago, maybe eight, maybe just a little bit less than that. It was it was a while ago, whenever all this started, and. I definitely remember me messing everything up because I accidentally hit a button on my monitor and <laughs> sorry guys. It's just, it's, it's just, it's rough right now over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, definitely remember him causing a stir then. And then when he was starting to fund his own campaign initially, that caused quite a buzz, but now The dude is just injecting himself into all facets of reality. He has advertisements playing everywhere. He has billboards. He has, you know, he's uh, most recently he's talking about or allegedly was talking about picking Hillary Clinton as his running mate. I didn't know this dude wanted to fail so badly, but I think, you know, I've, I've talked about this before and I don't want to get too bogged down on it because we will be talking about this again in the future is the fact that Michael Bloomberg may not have a chance to be the president. He may put up a good fight, but he may, he may not have the chance like an actual chance of being the president, but what he represents, what he represents is how with enough money you can put yourself on the radar. Really? I mean that's Michael Bloomberg was mayor of New York and I think that's pretty much as far as he's done anything politically. Obviously, he's done quite a bit. He's a billionaire. I mean, he's not uh, he's he's done very well for himself. Uh but, you know, we all knew for forever, but I think if you ever just wanted the textbook example of how does money influence politics, this is that example. And let me go ahead and get some music going, because I just realized I have no music going. So we're going to fix this. Just give me one second. Um, yeah, this is the one we used last time. And we're just going to... Do-do. Do-do-do. do do I think it should... I wish it would show me the... Uh, man, the ones I listened to last time. I Here it is. It's, uh, yeah, good stuff. I'm going to... Yeah, I got to turn down my stuff on this side so that it doesn't get picked up. Whoops. Sorry. Cool. Awesome. All right. We're back. Sorry about that, guys. (laughs) Did I get my haircut? Yes, I did. And I got to shave because I'm going to the opera tomorrow. Uh, We are going to go see the uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I think it's Aida. Um, It's going to be great. Um, I'm really going to enjoy it. Uh, It's going to be good. But, yeah, um, so Drew here says Trump, Bloom, and Hillary. The last time they all hooked up was the 9-11 scandal. Yeah, uh, it's been, I mean, it's, you want to talk about a titan of personalities that, or a bunch of titanic personalities that, all, all three of those people in a room, you're looking at a. that's a really powerful room right there. <laughs> that is, um, man, yeah, they could, they could get some stuff done. Or not get stuff done. That's definitely a possibility as well. I'm gonna turn this down just a hair. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know I don't want to get caught up too long in Bloomberg, but he definitely exemplifies the whole pay to play system. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that that is in itself you know so detrimental to society that it can't be allowed to happen or anything as hyperbolic as that. Just that. Um, money talks, man, and, and money, money will get you places. Um, Bloomberg may not win. He may not have a flying chance. And if he does win somehow, like even if he just wins the nom, if Bloomberg somehow wins the nomination over everybody that they've groomed for decades to run for an office like this, if he just swoops in and, and gets the nomination, I mean, I think, that's terrifying. That's a terrifying idea, honestly. Um, man, yeah. Whew. I don't even like thinking about it, honestly. It's almost upsetting, almost, but not uh, not unexpected. I think that's the worst part is that it's very much something that you could not only see happen- happening, but, but know already. Happened. Uh, Lyle says, I think he's the most fascist of all candidates. Uh, he's a know-it-all nanny. He's um like I, man the dude have you guys seen his him talking about his him defending his stop and, and frisk policies which you know don't even get me started on <laughs> what i think about stop and frisk policies but i think it's a uh, i think it's pretty straightforward to see that he's got uh he's got some prejudices that run deep and it's not cute either Josh says Biden, Warren, or Bloomberg will get the nomination. Yeah, maybe, um, I think, wow, okay, so this isn't updating. There we go. Maybe that'll do it. Maybe that'll do it. Um, I'm thinking post-Super Tuesday, we will probably do a video just talking about, or maybe not a video. Maybe we'll just do a uh, like a live stream, just, just catching up with what's been going on in modern politics. Because I do think this stuff is fun uh to talk about as much as i really like i don't i it's it's not like i have a, a horse in the race i just think the the race is fun to watch you know that's probably the best analogy um I'm, i may not have a horse in the race but that doesn't mean i won't watch it uh these counters suck so i'm getting rid of them they obviously don't work we're just going to go ahead and get rid of that before we get this started uh the the actual main meat and potatoes of this conversation And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this off too, because it doesn't look as good as I thought it was going to with this shirt. I went for a more adventurous combination here and uh, not really feeling it. I should have just rocked uh, something, something blue and simple, but I want to never wear black ever. So I was going to wear it today. And uh, well, you see where that gets us now. It gets us with the coat coming off because, or the jacket coming off because it looks like trash. So, here we are once again, falling into pieces every night, every day. I thought you were the one. Good. Already taking clothes off for donations. I mean, look, I'm not going to say no if you start throwing money at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, so many people have said in the past, they're like, oh, we want to see you in a tie. And, and I figured, you know what, I mean, I might as well start. Looking nice for the shows if I'm going to start pretending like I'm the kind of person who would dress nice for shows. So <laughs> uh, who's ready to talk about some rights? I don't really have much more. Unless you guys know anything news that's really jumped out at you. Um, I'm kind of ready to start getting into this topic because we can spend a long time. Mm, yeah. So uh, instead of instead of throwing money at me, uh, I'll do this one time. I'll, I'll shill for myself. Um instead of throwing money at, uh, at me in, in donations to take my clothes off, instead consider just giving $1 a month to the Patreon so that we can make this show a cost neutral for me so that I can just give free content for you guys to enjoy. Um, and, you know, it's all it's all gravy that way. Um, <laughs> I, put, I get as much money as I put into it. So I think that would be a pretty cool idea. Maybe we'll get there one day, but... Uh, yeah, that's I'm done plugging that now. It feels gross. Um, (laughs) so rights, let's go ahead and talk about rights. Um, so what are they? I think, okay. So there's so many different ways you could start out of this. I was, I sat down, I I was working in my shop, uh, my shop. I was, I was chopping some wood and I was thinking about how I was going to talk about this. Right. And I really, I kept going back and forth and I was like, do we start with a terrible analogy as lad would traditionally do on on one of the streams as as the liberty after dark uh, what's a good way of putting it a standard says we should or do we just go ahead and go straight into just talking about what it is and i feel like really it's it's really important that we're really clear about what we're talking about When it comes to this stuff. And so I'm going to hold off on the analogies for now. And if they naturally come, which they always do, when we are getting into the meat and potatoes of this conversation, then we can go from there. But I think we're we're just, we're going to get a little teeny weeny bit analytical. We're going to go ahead and just get, we're just going to get straight to it. And I think that the best place to start is what even is a right. Like when you say – like if, if someone were to come up to you and say, oh, um, why do you think you should get to have a gun? And you say, well, it's because it's my right. What does that mean? What does right mean? Um, and it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I think that it's important to look at rights from two perspectives. And we're going to start – well, we'll just go ahead. The two perspectives are socially and individually – and they're both very connected, but at the same time, they, they are separate in a way. So if someone comes up to you and says, why do you have the right to, or like, why do you feel like you should be able to own a gun? And if you say it's because it's my right, you're appealing to the fact that you as an individual have the right to own a firearm. Now, it's not like you, d- d- there's anything special necessarily about firearms. And this is where I think a lot of people get it twisted. And this is where I think a lot of people who are like just constitutionalists also miss out too. Is that your right to own the firearm has nothing to do with what the firearm is; it has everything to do with your right to property. And for some of you, this is like super basic stuff. Like you already know all of this, and that's great. If that's you, um, I encourage you to stick around. Uh, I'm I for for the first bit of talking about this, I may not be going over anything necessarily revolutionary to you but i hope that as we continue on we'll start coming into stuff that may be a little bit more applicable to you but it is all about your prop your right to property there there are there are three rights this is it there there, you know the bill of rights all of that nonsense throw it out the window You have three rights. Every single human being, every single sapient human homo sapien has these three rights. And there are some conditions later, but has these three rights. They have the right to life, to liberty, and to property. And we're starting with property because property is the easiest one to explain. The other two, you start getting a little little ethereal. You start getting out there. And I'm going to talk about how all of these apply to the individual, And we're going to see how all of these apply socially. And then we're going to break down what rights aren't. Because I think that's something that a lot of people miss. So, again, property rights are when someone comes up to you and says, why should you be able to own a gun? You know, self-defense and all of that is completely to the side. That's great, cool stuff, awesome, glad you feel that way. Property rights. You don't need anything else. You can say that, well, you have, you know, and we're. Get, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but you could say that, okay, well, I, I, I get to own a firearm because it helps me preserve my right to life. That's like, yes, cool, true. That is a function of utilizing, excuse me, a firearm in self-defense. What actually permits you the ability to have the firearm is the right to property. And the reason that... Everybody on planet Earth is, has a right to property is because without a right to property, there is no anything else. There is nothing else. And this is another reason why we're starting with property. Property rights cover your body. They cover your home. They cover your children. They cover, you know, basically everything um, in, in a lot of cases you know, property gets a little, eh, when you're talking about children and and spouses, but there is a certain sense of ownership or at least responsibility or the ability to have authority of, because this is how you get things like the ability to sign medical forms for an incapacitated spouse, right? Like normally you wouldn't have any say in what happens to them because you aren't them, but by, by, being wedded together, you are kind of inter- entering a contract that says, like, this person can speak on my behalf if they need to. This is why spouses can—well, I don't know if they still can, but they used to be able to, like, open up credit cards under under the other spouse's name and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, I think they've cut down on stuff like that. But, you know, you, you see what I'm getting at. Like, they, they have this ability for a reason. Uh, and so this also goes into property rights. And really, if— if you don't have property rights, right? You will inevitably end up infringing the other two rights. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil it a little bit. We already talked about this for just a smidge, but if you if you don't have the right to property at all and someone were to assault you for instance, right? And they don't care about violating anybody else's rights and they don't care about you know the rules of society. And they have a knife or a gun or something. But you don't get to have one because society has violated your property rights and not allowed you to have one of these. Your your right to life and or liberty will then be violated because of your lack of property, because of a violation of your property rights. So again, it all seems really esoteric. But the important thing to know is that everything starts with property rights. You have three rights. The most important one is property. And everything else comes afterwards. Okay, so let's move on. Life, liberty, property, liberty. We talked a little bit about all of this stuff when we we're talking about the non-aggression principle, but we kind of just said what they were instead of talking about why these are what they are. So, the right to liberty. What does that even mean? Who's who says that? Right? Who who says? Oh, you're violating my right to liberty. Okay. They say things like, "My right to free speech. You are violating." my right to a uh uh, liberty we could not be enslaved you know <laughs> i mean uh, to drive as fast as you want if you're not hurting anybody to again own a, you know this property is a, is a little bit different but uh, you know okay let's say brandish uh or or carry as as one would probably like to say a firearm okay these are all examples of liberty that in a lot of places are illegal um, they ha- don't necessarily directly have to do with ownership, and in the case of speeding, is, is entirely illegal everywhere, I'm pretty sure, unless it's your own road. <laughs> um, maybe the Autobahn, I guess, and even it has like reckless driving and stuff like that, which are all examples of pre-crime. But your liber- – so when when someone says their rights to liberty or their liberties are being violated, um, these, these are all things that – that are typically what we would consider to be protected under normal laws, right? Uh, like uh, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are a lot of your liberties that are protected. Not so much like property is in a couple of them, with you, you know, quartering soldiers and all that stuff. But you know, things, liberty specifically, is mentioned in in quite a few of these, and. I think it's really easy because of this for us to think that we've got all the bases checked when it comes to liberty. Like you can freely protest and you can do blah, blah, blah and whatever. Uh, And the government can't throw you in jail for, you know, saying that you don't like the president or whatever, you know, well, at least for now. And uh, I mean, Virginia is really trying to man, they're really trying to start some stuff over there. They're violating all kinds of rights over there, but I digress. You know, uh, again, I I bring up speeding because a lot of us don't like to think about this because it is kind of oh, listen to the crazy anarchists talk about how speeding tickets are immoral. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that speeding tickets don't increase overall road safety. Uh, That's that's kind of I think that's kind of preposterous. It's like it's like saying that. Making some, or, or, or the threat of a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt doesn't make more people wear their seatbelt. Like, of course it makes more people wear their seatbelts. And of course, seatbelts are safer than not wearing a seatbelt if you were in a collision. No, there, There's no debate on this topic. However, does it matter? <laughs> because if you're violating someone's liberties by forcing them To wear this seatbelt, that person can freely make the choice of their own volition to be in a position to jettison themselves out the front door. The dinging sounds my car makes makes me wear a seatbelt. Yeah, (laughs) that that too. I mean, some some. I mean, you can disable that to be fair, but yeah, Liberty Late Nights and Twitch. It's definitely something to consider whenever you think about like these things these these ideas that have been all over for a long time are are in a lot of cases violations and so this is a really touching one and i know people hate when we talk about this but i'm just going to glaze over it real quick another example of something that we really have to have a big conversation about as adults is our uh for the example dwis dy's all that stuff um are, are these ethical, right? And I'm not going to stick too long on this, but if we're just looking at the perspective of someone has to commit some sort of violation of another person's rights, one of the three rights in order for there to be any sort of crime lag test, um, <laughs> the, then, then we have to ask, start asking like, is, is if you have three beers, four beers and drove home and didn't hurt anybody, or didn't do anything besides from drive on the road and then get pulled over and blow into a little tube and then get thrown in jail for that. You know, we we have to ask ourselves at what point is this just all us just conflating what is a, a, a desire for safety with what is actually okay to push on to other people. Uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that that's necessarily any of you guys, uh, who are like this inherently speaking, but I think that society as a whole kind of breeds this mentality. Um, I would wear it anyway, uh, though I used to not when I was 18 and too cool for that. See, I'm, I'm really big on wearing seatbelts. I don't drink and drive, you know, I, I refuse to do it. It's, it's just, it's a... I, I don't want to die. I really like the whole being alive thing and those are both things that are pretty much proven beyond most doubts to uh, to, to cut your life short and that's that's not uh, no that's not that's not okay with me And man when I really when I really look at it like these that this is I think the one where most of the tough things come up right? Is is liberty, but you know I think you guys for the most part get the gist of it. And the last one's life, and life really comes up in two perspectives. And this is primarily in, uh, you know, controversially speaking, this is from the perspective of uh, people who are terminally ill. Uh, or incapacitated, brain damage, you know, stuff like that, or are you know, abortion is another great example. But the right to life is basically, to put it simply, your right to live a naturally unimpeded life. So, or or unimpeded by otherwise unnatural causes. How about that? So, you have a right to not be murdered, okay? Because you are, you have a right to live out your existence until the end now does if ebola kills you it's ebola is not violating your rights ebola is a disease that is what diseases do their nature is to infest you and to kill you uh well not all of them but a lot of them is their nature is to do that and so uh ebola is not committing any sort of violation on your right to life but now if i were a parasite which (laughs) slowly leached away your life until you died unduly, uh, outside of what your natural lifespan would have been, then yes, uh, that is most certainly so. However, uh, there's, I, I think this is another place where a lot of people get tripped up and we're talking about a lot of different things here. So again, if you guys want me to backtrack a little bit, just let me know. But some, some place that people get, get this twisted is they hear like, okay, well I have a right to not die before my natural lifespan, right? And say I had, you know, we're going into the analogies, the hypotheticals here. For those of you who've been a fan of the show, about a year ago we talked about this actually. Almost a year ago now. If I had the cure to this disease, right, this, you know, it was the only cure and it was spreading around all over the place and I was keeping it for myself or my child or something and you were like dying on this bed and you were, all you needed was this little vial and you'd make it, you'd, you'd live And get to live out the rest of your life. Me not giving you the cure without any contractual obligation or any sort of societal or social obligation or anything uh, to do so is not a violation. It's not. Uh, Is it negligent? Are you perhaps a dick? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I mean, I couldn't say that I wouldn't keep it for myself. I probably would. I already told you, I like the whole being alive thing. Um, to me, being alive is more important than a lot of other people being alive. Not everybody, but a lot of other people. And yeah, so it's not a, it's not a violation of someone's right to life. If you weren't the cause of it. Now, if you poison someone and on, whether it's on purpose or on accident, and then you had the antidote to it, and you said, well, I don't, I don't want to give you this antidote. You know, I just don't feel like it. And then they died. That is on you, because you were the cause of their ailment. Yeah. And, and then, you know, this kind of logic is also where you get the fact that the, some people say that, like, patient zeros of, of some of these things should be held accountable. I think in most, in 99.99% of cases where, you know, a, a disease usually goes from animals to humans and then spreads... It's not that person's fault. So even if you did find out who patient zero was, it wouldn't do you any good Uh, because it's not their fault. It's just nature doing its thing. And uh, yeah, so those are the three rights. And I've talked about them all from the perspective of the individual. And um, so now here's the part where I say that rights aren't like a thing. Okay. (laughs) This is where most people just, just lose it. They're like, okay, all of those rights, they sound cool. They cover everything I like, except for... Rights aren't like a thing, okay? Rights are not something you can hold in your hand and say, these are my rights. Rights, what this whole thing has been boiling down to is simply a mutual reciprocity agreement. That's what this is, right? Notice how all of the things I talked about with rights, literally all of it, was just around your interactions with other people because if it was just you on planet earth you don't have any rights because notice how all of the rights that i listed natural causes are kind of outside of them right So like a bear doesn't care if you have property rights or like a pack of wolves doesn't care if you have the right to life they just murder you and you and then you they become your you become their sustenance right (laughs) A bear doesn't care if it steals your camping supplies because it's just hungry. It's going to eat. It's going to take your stuff because it's bigger and stronger than you. And so this is... Rights are literally just agreements between people. A lot of them are implicit agreements. A lot of them are not. But something that I think is really, really important that people need to understand is that until rights are... Again, reciprocated, this is the reciprocity part of this, until we're like, hey, you're not going to murder me, okay, you're not going to murder me, cool, you have no reason to believe that a person operates under that. And something that is incredibly important is that if someone does not reciprocate rights, they are not due those rights. Let me say this again, okay? I'm going to be very clear about this if someone does not reciprocate the same rights they are not due those rights if they have some kind of modified structure the most that you are due to reciprocate to them because reciprocation it's a back and forth right this is it's a two way street it's an it's a push and a pull so <laughs> yeah See, Josh says, Mary, I won't murder you if you won't murder me. Deal? See, okay, now, most of the time, we don't have to say this, right? Normal people, you don't have to say, hey, you're not going to murder me, right? You just, you just operate as if, okay? And this is why the nap is so great, because whether you realize it or not, if you act like not a total douchebag, you are following the non-aggression principle in almost every case. And if you aren't, then you can be corrected, right? And, and I don't, I don't want to get tied up too much into the nap, but you know this is this is a really important part of this. It's like when people say a great example of this is like school shooters. Okay, um, we have a system right now that says like, okay, well, you just murdered all of these people. Uh, you got to go through a trial. We got to figure out Like we have footage that you murdered these people. The cop saw you shoot the kids, threw you on the ground, and then and put you in handcuffs, right? Um, n- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's, that is such a waste of time and energy, honestly. It's a waste of time, energy, and f- forget the fact that it's, you know, all done through the state and tax dollars. And Capistan and has a really easy, simple solution for this, and it works 99% of the time. School shooter shoots people, you shoot school shooter. Okay? (laughs) If the dude wanted to live, he would reciprocate people's right to life so that he wasn't murdered. That's really easy. It's really easy. It's a really easy concept. Okay? If your goal in life, I will tell you this right now. Okay? I'm going to give you the secret. Okay? If you're afraid of being murdered or afraid of having your stuff stolen or afraid of any of those kind of things, don't murder, don't steal from people and don't do any of the other things you're afraid of because the second you do those things you open yourself up to having those things done to you this is a very in- intuitive natural system that is the best part about this is that it, you know and for the people who can't into it usually into it it usually they're they're crazy or mentally incapable of of understanding those things so what, man, well, you know, I got myself a little worked up about this because I've gotten into some big arguments with actual libertarians who say like, no, like these people deserve, uh, you know, again, we're, we're kind of, I'm kind of getting stuck on the whole school shooter thing here. But like, they're like, oh, well, these people deserve a right to a trial and they deserve, you know, because these are, they are, they have all of these rights. And again... I come back to the fact that rights are not something you hold in your hand. They're not, even if you got them tattooed on your back, they don't mean anything, right? All rights are is an extension of contract law, essentially, okay? It's, it's, I say essentially, that's a bit of a stretch, all right? I'm not going to lie. It came out of my mouth, and I was like, okay, let's let's rein this back in a little bit. But if I make a verbal agreement with Mary... That, Mary, I'm not going to murder you. And then I murder Mary. <laughs> I violated contract law in doing so. So, and on top of the fact that I violated her right to life, and and also because she's dead now, her, her right to liberty, but that, you know. So when I said we were going to talk about this individually and socially, we have to understand the fact that as much as we like to think about things from the perspective of the individual, None of it matters if it's not socially reciprocated. If there is no social reciprocity, there are no rights, okay? That's why it's a two-way street. You have to have both parts. It's not even a two-way street. It's like it's like trying to lift weights with only weights on one side. Like it doesn't it doesn't work, okay? I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> You're not going to make your left side stronger. You're just going to look like an idiot and drop the weights. Uh, yeah. See, Josh, it wasn't by Josh because he honored his deal. Um, yeah. And you know, that's why they, the, all the copies of the non aggression principle that exist they make you sign it because then you're bounded by contract law and that's really easy. I don't want to get wrapped up too much in a contract law, even though a lot of people would make the claim that contract law is a really integral part of the whole rights system. We can maybe talk about this with some other stuff Maybe go over the nap again, or or something like that, another day. Because contracts, you can you can literally talk about this for hours. I mean, I could talk about rights for hours, but contract law can be written. It can be say notarized by a official you both deem to be warranting of this privilege uh, or or this uh, authority, and you also can just get a normal uh, verbal agreement as well. So say Josh and Mary here, right? Is that now, (laughs) is this an example of contract law? Yes, it is. Now, would you be able to enforce this in arbitration? Well, you have a chat log. That helps a lot. Um, It's Otherwise, it's he said, she said. So if it's really important, I would recommend your... State of being to be get something in writing, like if you're buying a house, don't say, like, yeah, 250, right? And then shake that's a really cheap house and shake hands and then you know walk away. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they're like trying to sue you for a half 500,000 or whatever. You know, you, you just brought a whole bunch of undue trouble into yourself, whether they win or not. The biggest thing for me is that when we're looking at all of these rights together is that there is, like, the the implicit contract is that whatever rights I grant you, you grant to me. That's the closest thing I will come to saying any sort of social contract. Because, like I said, you never know, which is why you should always, always, always be sure. You should always be sure before you make any assumption. That's why every person who carries isn't paranoid, they're just realistic, so, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) and it's, I guess it's two sides of the same coin, maybe, I guess it just depends on your worldview, who knows, really, I mean, honestly, it's, it's kind of up in the air, exactly how you want to interpret that, but that is pretty much the fundamental breakdown of rights, now, how all of these things interact with each other, like, so from here we can answer pretty much any question. Like, forget how they interact with each other. Like, we've already kind of demonstrated that. We can answer almost any question from the perspective of a true, ethically consistent libertarian who believes, not believes, who, who reciprocates the three rights. Life, liberty, property. Is healthcare a right? Okay, well, let's see. Uh, is healthcare something you own? Like, can you open up a healthcare business? Like, sure, you could do that, but do you, like, is someone owed owe you healthcare? Does society, does, does the world, like, do you, uh, no, it's not a property right. It's not a liberty thing because you already have access to healthcare. No one owes it to you. Now, someone barring you from access to healthcare outside of contract law, that would be a violation. But just, like, your inability to acquire it because you lack the materials to do so, that's not a violation of your liberties. And, (laughs) sorry, I'm watching in the chat. They're trying to do a lag test. And your right to life is where most people make the case. Again, naturally, otherwise unimpeded life. Healthcare is not a natural thing. So if you get Ebola and you die from Ebola, that's... What happens? Okay? <laughs> now, is this is this something that is entirely preventable with modern medicine and is a tragedy and should, in most 99% of cases, be stopped? Yes, it is. Do you have a right for that to happen? It's not one of the three. That's what I'll say. <laughs> so, do you have a right to health care? No. Do you have a right to a home? No. No. No one owes you a home. It's, man, you know, it's kind of happened when we were talking to Liberty Late Night. Where I just kind of had to step back and I had to be like, Ugh. you know, I mean, when you really break these things down, these these libertarian principles, these I'll just, you know, voluntarist ethics, whatever you want to say. It's 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 not fun. Like, I I really want to be the guy who sits here and says, like, yes. All of these magical things will happen, and everything will be hunky-dory and happy, and it'll be sunshine and rainbows as far as the eye can see, and nothing ever bad will happen to you ever, and it'll all be great, and society will be there for you. Except for that's that's not true. That's not even true now. It's not even true now. So, <laughs> we have this unbelievably twisted view of things, and... We create these rights, right? So I like to call them fabricated rights, okay? We make things into what we believe rights are. Healthcare is a great example. Education is another example. The notion that every child deserves a right to an education is maybe not unwarranted or even unfair, but is not necessarily correct, Right. Even when we say every child deserves an, you know, an education, every American child is what we're actually talking about. Because we're not funding education for the entire world, and if we're going to be ethically consistent here, if we're going to say every child deserves education, that means every child on planet Earth deserves education. Um, I hate the word "deserve." People abuse it. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Um, Should we educate our children? Yeah, I I don't have a problem in saying that. Like, yes, our children should be educated, whether it's homeschooled or, or through, you know, some kind of private schooling system or whatever. Yes, kids should be educated. We should make it as accessible as possible. Great. Do they deserve to be educated? This is, again, this is a, these are very specific words. We're talking about philosophy and ethics here, and pretty much no one deserves, like, anything okay except for life liberty and property rights that's it that's it so should they have the ability to go to school should you like bar children from no yeah see that's a violation of their right to liberty they should have access to it the ability to have access to it again so this is something that you know just to make sure that this is clear something that gets talked about all the time in more conservative circles and i i kind of hate this but it, it is true to an extent is they talk about the difference between equality of outcomes versus equality of opportunity, okay? Equality of outcome is the, we all deserve to have education, therefore we will pay for everyone to have education, equal education. That's the equality of outcome. The equality of opportunity says everyone deserves the right to be able to go and get an education, not necessarily the ability to pursue that right. (laughs) I have the right to own a 7 million mile long space yacht that colonizes planets with clones of me that all debate about philosophy all day. I don't have the means to make that happen, even though it's a right, okay? (laughs) Oh, man, it's crazy. Uh... David asked if there's a law that he be schooled. He's 10. I said, yes. He said it shouldn't be a law. And it's a true. Well, okay. Yeah. So we're getting, this is, this is fair though. So like, why is it that that shouldn't be a law? Like, why is it that David going to school being a law is, is bad? It's not because people want David to go to school. Okay. This is something that people get twisted all of the time. Nine times out of ten, when I have an issue with a law, I don't have an issue with the outcome of it. I don't have an issue with the fact that there's a seatbelt law because they want people to be safer on the roads. I think that's a great goal, okay? I don't have an issue with universal health care because they want to get more people insured and on health insurance so that they don't die of unnecessary causes. That's a great goal. What I have an issue with is, is when you bring in force to make things happen that are not founded by any ethically consistent principles. So when you say, like, David has to go to school, okay? One, let's say David doesn't want to go to school. Two, you don't want to put him in school. And three, there, there isn't a school near you in a reasonable distance, okay? Okay. Um, you know, I mean, there are some people who live 20, 25, 30 minutes from their school. That's just not practical for some people. I mean, we're getting it back exactly a little bit into the excuse territory here. I still believe David should have an education. But the second you force by at the end of the day, when it comes to government forcing people, it's not just like a you know, like, we'll excommunicate you from the community either. It's not like if you don't pay your property taxes, you don't get to use the benefits of those property taxes, right? You know, you you don't get to put your children in school. You don't get, you know, to be put on the public water system or whatever. You know, like, these are all things that if you wanted to, you could come up with solutions on your own to be a self-sufficient kind of off-the-grid person. But you don't have that option, okay? Your option is comply Or at the end of the road, you die. Okay. So, like, people are like, wow, dude, that is so extreme. Like, and we've all heard this before. So, I'm probably not saying anything new to most of you in the live chat, maybe to some of you in the podcast. But you either comply, or the first thing they do is they send you a letter Your child hasn't come to school. They need to go to school, or we're going to send cops to your door. Then they send the cops to your house, and the cops say, You need to tend your kids to school or we're going to take your kids away and then they don't and so then child protective services show up and they say we're going to take your kids because you don't put your kids through school and then you say you're not taking my kids and then they say oh my god he's got a gun and the next thing you know people are dead and none of this had to happen and i get it you really wanted that kid to go through school but now both of his parents are dead what do you think timmy's gonna do now huh Timmy's parents are dead. Do you think Timmy cares about school anymore? No, you killed his parents. <laughs> How, who wins? Who wins here? Like who wins in this situation? You got two dead people. You got the state having to, to justify the two people that they killed. And now you got a kid who's going to be traumatized for the rest of his life. And you just bred someone who's going to hate the government. Yeah, exactly. Poor Timmy, right? Poor Timmy, you know, maybe Timmy was a junior or a senior. And was like, oh, you want me to sit through biology one so that I can go, I don't know, work at the plant or something. Josh says, well, now Timmy gets to be Batman. He gets to be anarcho-Batman, hopefully. That'd be nice. And this is this is just everything coming full circle, guys. All, everything that we're talking about now just builds off of it. Like, okay, well, why can't the police take your kids? Why can't CPS take your kids if, if, if you're not putting your kids in school? Well, one... The law that says that you should be putting your kids in school is illegitimate. One, <laughs> that's even better. Yeah, the Enerco uh, Two, the, uh, sorry, that was a really loud car. I don't know if you guys heard that. One, the law that's putting you through is, th- that says you need to put your kids through school is illegitimate. Okay, the outcome is, is great. The law is illegitimate. Two, monopolized violence in any form is illegitimate, but not necessarily pertinent to what we're talking about. Right now. Um, three, child is your property. T- to an extent. They are, they are independent creatures capable of doing their own thing. But you still have, by virtue of being responsible for their safety, you do have an authority over them. Uh, it's not a great, necessarily massive authority. It's not like you own your dog or you own your desk or you own this water bottle. You know, I could throw this water bottle away. N- you know, I can't throw a kid away. That's, you know, that's neglected and that's wrong. And it's a violation of your obligation to that child. But, um, yeah, so they, 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 don't, they don't have any authority over the child on top of that. And then on, they have no authority to none of these things, even though they claim they do. And then they say, and if you don't respect our authority to all these things that we don't have... We're going to murder you and or lock you in a cage if you let us so like that's that's what people say like oh they won't kill you they'll throw you in jail and it's like well unless you resist and then you die <laughs> you know it's like great those are your two options go in a cage or die sweet man g- 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 way to go America man and you know it's in a lot of cases it doesn't necessarily come to that um if you get a speeding ticket, you don't necessarily go to jail or die. It's do you pay the fine, and then it's okay. Well, you didn't pay the fine. Now you have a bench warrant. Okay, now you've been pulled over again, and you have a, a bench warrant, and they're gonna they're gonna arrest you. So then then so you've just pushed it back one. So <laughs> my dad always told me he'd go to jail if I didn't go to school. I believed him then. I believe him now. Like yeah, that's okay. So. Again, it's it's not quite like, oh, your child skips school for a week or even, a you know, um, in some cases more than that. Um, most of the time, most of the time, the parents will get away with it. Uh, it, it well, OK, I say get away with it like there's nothing to get away with. But most of the time they can be like, oh, our child like ran away or whatever. And and worst case scenario is they take the kids and they don't do anything to the parents in a lot of situations, which is still a terrible scenario. But yeah, like that's how it goes. Your kid doesn't go to school, you get a letter. Why is your kid not in school? You might get a phone call. Why is your kid not in school? Then the cops are going to show up to your house. Why is your kid not in school? Yeah, it's just not a it's not a great time. Is that a Is that a, is that a phallic object on my screen? Liberty late night. What is that? I can't tell. I don't appreciate it though. I don't appreciate. It. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's he's doing squids and Illuminati signals and all that stuff. I don't know how to bump. You just type bump. <laughs> I don't know if you, yeah, some of them aren't appearing. Okay, yeah, they are. They all are appearing. Okay. Can you go over the speeding thing real quick? Like, okay, so I'm assuming you mean like how speeding is illegitimate, right? <sighs> okay. First off, well, I just want to see this real quick, Strider. I had the cops show up to my house because we pulled our daughter out of school. Yeah, 100%. That will happen. That's like the intimidation phase. That's like them showing that when they bring the guns to the door. Usually, it's like a, hey, you know, they're they're trying to flex. They're trying to be like, if you don't, this is what'll happen. The cops will show up, and everybody knows the cops means you go to jail or you die. That's that's what cop means. Okay, like yeah, they, they do fines and warnings. No, no, no. Everybody knows the cops pull you over. The first thing that goes to your head. Am I going to jail? doesn't matter what you did. <laughs> that's that's just a matter of the fact, okay? It's terrible, but that's what it is. All right. So Mary was asking about speeding. The reason that laws against speeding are illegitimate is because they violate your right to liberty. And people are like, whoa, but you're putting people's lives in danger by speeding. And it's, well, yeah. I put my neighbor's lives in danger by having Tannerite stored in my home, like if that blows out, it could splinter wood. And, uh, oh, I guess I can't own the Tannerite either. Now you're violating my right to property. We can play this game all day. We-, we could play this game all day. But eventually what it comes down to is until someone's rights are violated, life, liberty, property, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It really doesn't matter. That's the- That's the easiest way of looking at it. Did you violate someone's life, liberty, or property? No? Cool. And so you can, you can go really extreme with this, okay? So besides the fact that it makes you uncomfortable, what is wrong with public, like, breastfeeding? What is wrong with being a nudist? Is it violating your life, liberty, or property? Like, okay, you don't want to see that. I don't want to see the lady at Walmart who's got her tights so tight that her thighs are screaming for help, you know? I don't want to see that mess. But guess what? I don't, I don't have... Don't go out, I guess you know. So speeding is pre crime, hundred percent. Speeding is pre crime, a hundred percent, no doubt about it. There, speeding is pre crime. Drunk driving, post or pre incident is pre crime. Um, now again, should you do those things? No, like speed limits are most of the time pretty. Uh, oh, y'all don't want to see naked people at Walmart. I don't want to see clothed people at Walmart most of the time. So I'm just saying, like. As much as it's just, like, a gut reaction for us to say, like, oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, yeah. Have, like, the boomer knee-jerk. You know, I mean, at the same time, it's like, are they violating your right to life, liberty, or property? No? Okay, what, what do you do then? What do you do? I mean, <laughs> I just don't want to see people. Exactly, Josh. Josh asked me earlier, would you like the cage or death? I guess it depends on how long. I guess it depends on how long. Like if I was just going to go in for like a couple months or a year, maybe even 2 or 3 years, 4 maybe, 5, I I'd probably I might just do the cage. I got I got life, plenty of life at. But now if it was like 20, 30, 40 plus years, like I did something real bad, <laughs> um, I I I don't know. I'd probably honestly just kind of But again, you know, it all depends, man. It all depends. The day that they come knocking like, "Excuse me, sir." we need your AR-15. I'll be like, let me go and get it for you. You know? (laughs) Are pre-crime laws simply a feeling of safety? Most of them, yeah. So, again, um, another example of pre-crime laws is like AR-15 bans, right? Like So one, most of them haven't been around long enough for us to get conclusive data on whether or not they work Uh, Two, a, you know, semi-automatic weapons or uh, semi-automatic rifles are a part of so few of U.S. shootings that really it's almost inconsequential to begin with. But whether or not at the end of the day, it makes for less shootings, which in theory, if you get rid of the guns, there will be less shootings. Right. So, like, again, the end product is less innocent people die in homicides, gun homicides, okay? I think that's a great goal. I think it's an awesome goal, okay? But they do that by removing the property from people who haven't done anything wrong or haven't done anything warranting their property to be removed. Okay, so another crazy thing, right? (laughs) So if a felon goes and commits a felony, which can be anything as, as, you know, standing on... One side of the four corners, buying weed, stepping onto the other side, and then selling that in, you know, what is it, like Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, or Utah, or whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever those states are, Arizona. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that's a felon right there, and that person can never own a gun again for the rest of their lives. That's preposterous. That's simply ridiculous. Okay, I'm I'm not a felon. I have no reason to feel this way towards felons, except for the fact that it's completely ridiculous. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll start doing these in orders now, uh, and we can start moving away from rights. I feel like again, this is more just like the Q and A section. But Strider asks, or says, I'll just read it. So states are different, but I read or read that speed zones are supposed to watch traffic for like a week and then average the speed, take the speed that 80% of the people go. And that's the limit. The 30 mile per hours in towns is just a money grab. Yeah. So like big highways, like uh, the one in going from Houston, Austin about five years ago, got raised from I think 70 to 80. And that's because everybody went 80, 85 on it anyways. Right. (laughs) Or it went from 60, I don't know which. It got bumped up, maybe 70, 75, something like that. It's fast, though. And, you know, I mean, it's a straight line with nothing in the way. Like, there's usually never traffic on it. And if there is, it's just, it's not even, like, dense traffic. It's just more cars around you. And wrecks are not very high on that road anyways. So they said, okay, we'll just bump the speed limit because there's no point in all of these people getting pulled over and getting tickets for not doing anything wrong. Okay. I don't care. Like if you're driving 6,000 miles an hour down a crowded street. Okay. And you hit no one and cause damage to no one's property. All right. What, what do you, what did they do wrong? Like, Oh, you shouldn't be driving so fast. You know, you can wave your fist in the air and like, but what did they do wrong? You didn't like what they did? Like that, this is where we have to start taking preconceptions. Like if I saw someone drive past me at 6,000 miles an hour, my first reaction would be, Oh my God, that guy is driving way too fast. He's going to hurt somebody, but he didn't. You have to take the initial reaction and you have to separate it from what's actually happening. Okay? Because we have to all understand everybody here, not just not just you know the normies or people listening in the podcasts or whatever. Everyone here needs to realize that we all still have, no matter how little it is, we all still have a little bit of brainwashing in us, just a little bit. Gut, you know, I I get these, I have these instances all the time where I have some kind of knee-jerk reaction to something that comes from when I was, you know, a good, good little neocon, and I just have to step back and be like like, no, dude, like, life, liberty, property, what are they doing wrong? What are they doing wrong? You know? <laughs> it's really that easy. It's so easy when you think about it. But people make it difficult, and most of the time it's because they have an agenda, right? It's like. And it doesn't, the agenda doesn't have to be evil. You know, we talked about this for, and I'm about to get to you, Mary, but we we talked about this for for healthcare. It's like the idea of, of children, all children having access to medical care at all times so that they don't die a premature death for no reason is a great goal. If you can make that happen without violating people's rights, I will 100% support you. And I do. So there you go. Uh, Nightmare Mary says, uh, do you think any of the Dems could beat Trump and will our rights be more violated by them than Trump? Oh, man. So we're already getting to this. Okay. Uh, disclaimer, I was the guy who thought Kamala Harris was going to be – yeah, okay, fair, fair to myself. This was back in, like, March of last year, but i I was the guy who thought – Kamala Harris was going to be the front runner for the Democratic Party, like way ahead of most people by now. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I did think Donald Trump was going to win. So maybe that gives me some kind of credit. Who knows? (laughs) I think I was just more guessing on that one than anything. Um, Do I think any? Okay, so really, like. The most three likely people, in my opinion, to get the nomination are Biden, Warren, and Bloomberg. I don't think Bloomberg's going to get it. And if he does, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. Like, so oh, they've been grooming these party Democratic politicians for decades. And for them to lose to some guy who was a mayor of New York and sucked at it and was like an all right businessman, to then him become president by blowing millions of his own dollars on this campaign. Woo wee, that is gonna mm, that's gonna rustle some jimmies right there. I think that Bernie, just traditionally speaking, is the most likely to win a normal presidential run. Will he win? I think that really they've they really shot themselves in the foot with this impeachment thing like before I've said this a couple times before I was like listen okay Democrats are really they're they're starting to build up a big wave of support and that could really push and really really get us get some momentum going during the election season but I think this whole this impeachment fiasco, like, even the people who were, like, gung-ho about the impeachment thing just felt like idiots after it all went down. Because it was dumb. I don't like Donald Trump. I've, I've never been a fan of Donald Trump, okay? I think some of the things he does are all right. Some of the things he does are pretty terrible. I'm not a fan of the dude. I think he's a, I think he's a douchebag. I think he's a lot of things. Um, but nothing he did deserved impeachment. He used money we used to bribe countries to bribe countries. Like, he's being consistent, at least. Like, do I think what he did was wrong? Sure. I think most of what the president... I think the president... Being the president is wrong. I'm not the right guy to ask these kind of questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, You know, Nightmare says no more pop, soda, coke for any of us. Yeah, it's Bloomberg, right? Or is that Biden? No, I think it's Bloomberg. Um, I, I really, I think he'd run a decent campaign. I think he's got enough money to really fight for a decent campaign. Um, I, unless he uses a lot of executive orders, Bloomberg wouldn't get anything done. Not even a democratic house would get Bloomberg's stuff done. He might sign their stuff, but they're not going to sign any of his stuff. Have you listened to the guy talk? He sounds like he's right out of the 19 like thirties. He's, he's woo man. Woo. He's a roller coaster. Um, nightmare asks, uh, how long till a libertarian president? Even that is better. I don't even know anymore. Uh, I think the odds of a libertarian president are, are we talking like in our lifetimes? Oh, how long? Um, how do I answer this? I think the only way we'll be getting a libertarian president like, uh, So this is obviously a party libertarian. This is not a voluntarist libertarian president. Because a voluntarist libertarian president wouldn't run for president. It's, it's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's an oxymoron, right? Um, there are some offices, arguably, you could uphold while being voluntarist. The president is not one of them. Um, there are very few offices. I think if you want an example of how to run a NAP-compliant campaign... Look at uh, Patrick Smith and his not-governor campaign. It was really, I mean, it was more of an information campaign than it was anything. He got out and he spoke and he educated people. And that was great. That was awesome. And, you know, he he set everything up to where if somehow he did win, he would run the closest to a NAP-compliant campaign as possible. And I, I don't think most people, most libertarians go even close to that far you know these this this includes things like give like not just giving up your salary you can't just like say i don't want this you have to somehow redirect it in a nap compliant way because you can't just redirect it because it's not your money but you can't just give it back to the government because it's not their money so you know it, it's a nightmare but if you want to look at an example of someone who had the right idea i think take a look at not governor patrick smith and his campaign that he did um, as far as a president, it's going to mean we have to go through some kind of economic societal collapse or boogaloo, and then we'll get a libertarian party president. Maybe if we don't get some kind of totalitarian nightmare out of it, um, <laughs> I, I, again, you know, talk about Patrick Smith. I bring him up like every other episode, um, <laughs> when he was on the show, we talked about, he talked about how he believes that overall humanity trends towards freedom. And I think that for, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that throughout history, he's got a good point that like, since the feudal area era, or like even before that, when we were, you know, like killing each other over like scraps of food because we were hunter gatherers and, you know, Grug stole my mate. So I clubbed him to death. Um, (laughs) We we definitely have come a lot way, a long way towards being a free society. The fact that I can sit here and talk to you guys about this now shows that to an extent, like we live in a society with some some rudimentary freedoms that are protected, and uh, or at least uh, not messed with. How about that? <laughs> protected is a strong word. So yeah, I mean usually things get worse before they get better, right? Like, how did America become a thing? Well, it's because the colonists were put through the ringer with all of the taxes from the endless wars Great Britain was in. Um, what will be the, the ringer for us? The endless wars that put a tax burden on the people that we have? now. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll be the guns. I don't know. Maybe we'll just all wake up tomorrow and everyone will be like, you know what? I don't have a right to this person's money and it'll all just, we'll all just kumbaya around the campfire. And yeah. Um, so I I mean, I'll go ahead and talk about this. I saw this, uh, we'll, we'll do Mary first and then we'll talk about Josh and we'll start wrapping up. But, uh, what do you say when people tell you if you don't like it, then leave AKA move to Somalia? Um, what do I say to people when they tell me to move to Somalia? Uh, well, first off, they don't own the country, right? If you own a house, okay, that's all you need. It's like, I have property here. I have a stake in this, okay? You know, I don't, I don't care what the majority is. Like, because I, I don't believe that the government's claim on your property is legitimate, first off. Let me make that clear. Because um, if they say, like, oh, you don't actually own your property. It's the government's property. You know, just smack them upside the head because that's just... That's the most preposterous thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Just every time you buy some freaking house. Oh man. Just imagine that like you're actually, you're not buying it. You're just buying the right for the government to say you live on their property. That's hilarious. That's a riot. Um, Okay. So what do I say when I tell them, well, the property is one thing, but I, I do think that there is a case for if you are someone who's not a boog fan um, for whatever reason, and I think we all have our own limits, right, like, I think the idea of booging with zero popular support is a horrendous idea, I think that's a horrible idea, you will die, nothing will be gained for it, if anything, the only people willing to boog will have died, it'll be terrible, now, if there is boob, yes, I said boob, um, (laughs) dang it, now I'm gonna be demonetized, just kidding, I'm not monetized, but yeah, If, if, you know, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10% of the population is is down to to get boogie, um, then sure, you can make something happen. But I, I do think there is a case for, like, if we all just go to some deserted part of Nicaragua and make our own stateless society, why not? A lot less people probably have to die that way. I'm not saying nobody has to die. (laughs) Maybe we could buy it, you know? We could go to, I mean, instead of, like, colonizing it, because that's kind of a nap violation. But, you know, I mean, you know something I haven't even thought about? It's, like, uh, squatting. I've never even considered what the nap implications of that are. It's got to be a violation. I think it has to be. But, yeah, exactly. Like, so, I mean, as much as there's a lot of people who are very, like, I ain't going nowhere. This is my home. I don't have any connection to this dirt, okay? There's nothing about America, the landmass, that makes me say, like, I have to live right here. It's not the weather, none of that. Like, if someone came up to me and was like, dude, we have a fully developed society that doesn't have taxes and is completely a voluntarist model. There's, like, everybody just, it's all nap. Everybody just respects everyone, you know. And even if they don't, they get NAP-complied. Dude, I'd I'd pack my bags. I'd I'd do most of my schooling online anyways. Whatever. I'll just keep doing most of my schooling online. I'll do all of it online. Like, whatever, man. I'd I'd be ready. I'd be so ready to move. uh, I'd drop the classes I have in person right now, and I'd go. Seriously. I'd pack all my boxes. I'd use the money I had to get a ticket and fly out there and I'd get it a place and it'd probably be way cheaper than anything here. And the money that I have would probably go for quite a ways and everything would be in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And you know, everybody would just like, there'd be so many different occupations and Nicaragua's got great soil for growing some Mary Jane. so people would be doing that and tobacco and people be making alcohol and fuel and bullets and guns. And it just, it'd be great. It'd just be, it'd be, it be magical, man. It'd be magical. And so if someone had to ask me, like, would I do that? Would I even build, like, forget having one pre-made. Would I build a, a fresh start for people to be able to, to live a free life if they choose to do so? Or would I rather go through decades of blood and slaughter to maybe possibly get that result? Maybe if we're lucky. Grant, there's 300 million people you have to convince at least a portion of in a generalized landmass area, not necessarily the whole thing, but a generalized area to do this, right? But if you all just, if we all just go somewhere, like an island or something, not even super far off the coast, like there's an island off the coast of South America. It's in a temperate-ish region. Um, It was owned by the British for forever, Uh, and it's got a bunch of houses on it and everything, and it's got enough space for hundreds of people on it, right? And and it's within a reasonable distance of land. These are options. That's all I'm saying. Like, the whole island's for sale. These are options, okay? I'd rather go make a hut of mud and sticks. See, that's the best part, though. We don't have to make a hut of mud and sticks. And, you know, we can do things right, you know? I mean, people are like... Like, when you do these things, like... (laughs) People are like, oh, man, like, you know, you got to get energy and electricity. And it's like, yes, all of these things cost money. I get it. Like, all of this costs money. None of this is free. Welcome to Libertania. You know, (laughs) I mean, nothing's ever going to be free. okay? but once you get it going, like we could create it, you know, (laughs) the liberals would be crazy, dude. We could make us, you know, generating our own power because we don't want to be on the power grid of some other country or, or unless it's like a private company, then that's fine. But, you know, we could do solar, electric. If it's an island, you can do the hydrostatic. What is it, The, the where it bobs up and down? We could have a mostly renewable community. Um, I mean, those, these are all great things that you can do without any violence at all. All you need is a little money and a little bit of people who think like you do. At least a little bit. We don't even have to be close. Build big privacy fences around everybody's homes. Have a town square where you've got shops and people do things and they have their occupations. Great. Awesome. I bet you a lot of people who work in tech would go there. And guess what? All the people who live in that island, they all got to eat somewhere. There you go. You got restaurants. You got grocery stores. You have all of these things, markets, you know what I mean? And people are going to want to go and do, like, see a movie. They're going to want maybe, I don't know, go bowling, you know? Congratulations, you have the bedrock for a modern society. It's totally an option. Totally an option. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great note to end on, though. I think that is honestly. I don't. I don't have really have anything else to add. We've been going for eh, about an hour and twenty minutes, I think, of running show time. My counter says like one forty, but I know I was a little late. It's an island fish in an open flame, and yeah, you're totally. You know, you can totally uh, go about that too. I mean, I personally would like to, you know be able to like cook and have groceries and go get a pizza and stuff like that but you know if 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 you're the kind of person who wants to like sit on the the shore and fish and cook and have could be completely self-sufficient and have your little home and that's all you need in life 100 my dude stick a solar panel on top get a little satellite tv antenna you're good to go dude <laughs> good to go man Elon Musk's about to cover the whole planet and in internet anyways, so you're going to be able to get cheap satellite internet all over planet Earth, so there goes that concern, like you don't got to worry about whether fiber optic cables been laid yeah, I didn't even think about that, like that used to be something people would say, is like, oh, well you don't want to go to Somalia, because Somalia's got like, fastest internet it's like 25 megabytes a second and it's like, well, you know, in two years, the whole world's going to be covered in gigabit internet, so that doesn't matter anymore, you know <laughs> All you got to do is get this little satellite box, hooks up to a router, and then boom. And it's all so low. Oh, man, I could talk about I could talk about Starlink for forever. But it doesn't run into the same weather problems because it's not 86 bajillion feet up into the sky. It's about, a th- uh, I think it's between a half and a third of the distance of a normal internet communication satellite that we would use for like DISH or like satellite internet and stuff like that. And that means that you can have a thunderstorm right over your head and it may not be perfect but it'll punch through all of that nonsense and it'll get to you crazy dude crazy yeah i mean but 100% there's hope guys like i i i i, I joke a lot about the boog and i'm a little bit serious too i mean like there there are everybody has a line right everybody has a line like again you know tomorrow if they were like all right, you guys are all going to the re-education camps. Like, it's maybe the last episode of Liberty After Dark, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, being slightly more serious, you know, everybody has a line. and I. But I think my line, like the timetables, I would leave. I would be more likely to leave and go try to start something new than I would to try to f- just fight over... What the dirt? I mean, seriously. So yeah. And that's pretty much all I've got. Yay, I love camps. Oh man. It wouldn't be a fun camp. <laughs> it's a focusing camp. That's what it is. So it helps you focus on things. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this is my dirt. Like I, I don't care about this dirt, okay? Like even if even if you own property, you can always sell your property, right? And then what do you have? Like, what is tying you? Okay, besides, like, your house. Like, let's say you sell your house. What else do you have tying you here? Nothing. Really. Honestly. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you. But for me, nothing. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to wrap this one up. Um, One more. Josh says, uh, I just hope the death trains run on time. Don't want to have to sit around and wait on them. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, you could just come to Libertania, and then the trains will never run on time, because the conductor will always be high. So, <laughs> plus we won't have trains, because it'll be too small for trains. We'll just have, like, cars and bikes and stuff. But yeah, that's going to be it for this episode of Liberty After Dark. Thank you for all of you who came out to enjoy this live show. It was pretty great, honestly. I really enjoyed Talking about this, I put it off for a while because I wanted to make sure that I did everything right, and I think I did. I think I did a pretty good job. I think this will go down as being one of the better episodes. Honestly, I really, I really enjoyed talking about this. We we talked about some interesting things, uh, and I went on a couple tirades, and we talked about Bloomberg. So it was good. It was good. Um, if you guys enjoyed the show, make sure you check out the Facebook page, the YouTube channel. The Twitch channel, blah blah blah. Wherever you want to watch the live stream from, like, subscribe, favorite, review, whatever it is. If you're listening to this in the podcast format, sorry, I've been so lazy. Um, <laughs> if if you're live now and uh, the the next the podcast for last week will probably it's it's yeah it's already getting late so it'll probably be up tomorrow. Woo! Sorry, the podcast for last week will be up. Tomorrow, maybe? Or v- midday on Monday? Let's say that. By the end of Monday, it'll be up. I'm almost done with it, I promise. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, if you guys enjoyed the show, feel free to throw a buck or two my way. The goal is is to break even on costs of running the show so that it's just, I'm just making free content the, all the website stuff everything like that that's all good done paid for patreon will pay for that and then we can all just enjoy free content I'll make it edit it I'll do all that nonsense uh, that's just kind of the goal for now so uh, we can every every month we get a little bit closer to that so that's good stuff um, yeah I think that's all I've got for you guys yeah just make sure you follow like subscribe all that stuff that's all really important um, to get this out there if you want to share this video if you're on Facebook, You can share this to any of your pages and people will be able to watch it in post. Um, And and if you have a part that you really like, you can put a timestamp in your post for people to go to. And they should be able to click on that unless I'm completely wrong. But yeah, cool. I think that's all I've got. Uh, Anybody else have anything for me? Mary, thank you for your uh, constant support. You guys are awesome. Everybody over at the Liberty Night crew, little David, all those guys cool people josh thanks for coming out too it's good seeing you thanks for being a part of the conversation strider also being on here a lot of people today it's good stuff good stuff all right i think that's it yeah you guys take it easy until the next episode we'll be back on the 22nd at 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern i hope to see you all there take it easy <sighs>